0: Hey, welcome back again to another episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. My name is Josh Denhart. Grateful that you guys are here today. Hey, uh, you know, times are changing. And, uh, you know, back in the day, it was children's ministry exclusive, and it was high school ministry exclusive. But there's this in-between, or the tweens, as they call them, and that ministry subset, to be honest with you, is, maybe a lot of you don't know this, but that's my favorite age group. Uh, So 4th, 5th, and 6th grade, if I had a chance to speak to a crowd, it would be that age group. And so I think there's an untapped resource um, out there. We're going to talk about that today to reach those 4th, 5th, and 6th grade kids. And so, uh, you know, it's not really youth ministry yet, but it's kind of leaning toward youth ministry. And it's certainly not children's ministry. And so that's that in-between age. Well, we have a special guest today who kind of is an expert in this. Mr. Rob Quinn how are you today Rob?
1: Good how's it going?
0: I am good I'm so grateful that you're here today with us so you know uh, uh, we're talking today about the untapped gold mine of high school volunteers to reach that tween kind of age and so in this space there's not as many resources like high school ministry student ministry you know, junior high and high school. There's a wealth of resources for children's ministry. Right. Wealth of resources, and there's just beginning to get this little middle spot in. And, and you're kind of a, a guy who's speaking into that particular space. We're glad, excited to have you on the podcast today. Give us just a brief awesome. intro as to who you are.
1: Um, so, my name again. My name is Rob Quinn. Um, I'm the preteen ministry director at our church in um, Saginaw, Michigan, um, Hopeville Church, and I've been doing preteen ministry. Probably since before it was called preteen ministry. Sure. So, sure. Um, started out as a fifth grade small group boys leader and then started um, running the preteen ministry for my wife, who's our children's director. Yes. And then led that into writing curriculum and podcasting with other people. Sure. And then it's part of the 456.org. Um, it's Sean, um, Sean, Sean Sweet. Sean Sweet. Sean Sweet. Yeah, I know Sean really well. Um, and just now I'm on staff and leading this amazing age group. Yes. To me, like you said, Josh, is this untapped um, age group of yep. these kids where they're learning to own their faith. Exactly. And it is so cool to watch them do that and engage with them on that level. And um, so, yeah, so that's in a nutshell who I am. And uh, that's that I did, fantastic.
0: So. Well, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think that this You know, I think that this fourth, fifth, and sixth grade age is actually one of the most critical ages uh, in in a ministry context. One reason, of course, is that I think that the decisions that we see later on in life, maybe it's in high school or in college, where they're kind of jettisoning, they're kind of exiting the church and exiting their faith experience and not pursuing the things of God, I think some of that, those decisions often are made at the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade level secretly and they aren't really announcing that they're just kind of like this isn't for me and then of course they uh that that you know when they're that age they don't have nearly the autonomy but if we can reach them at that age that's another whole podcast that we could talk about about reaching fourth fifth and sixth graders but what we're talking about today is an untapped gold mine of how to reach that unique age of fourth fifth and sixth graders and that's like juniors in high school seniors in high school so on the podcast we kind of talk about three big buckets so we're going to define this untapped gold mine these high school kids we're going to define that we're going to develop it take it a little bit deeper and then we're going to ask you to help us to know if we wanted to if we're hearing this and we're excited about it how could we jump in and do it so let's jump into this first one here an untapped gold mine this is these high school juniors and seniors. Tell us about that. Define that for us.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think all of us are always struggling for volunteers. We're always struggling to try to figure out how do we get more people to serve in the church and how do we impact our students or kids or whatever level of ministry we're doing in next gen. And early on, you know, as we're running our preteen ministry, we're in the same boat. We were um, struggling with things and I had a senior girl come to us and ask, Basically, you know, most seniors about halfway through their senior year are ready to be either a part of the church or leave. You know, they're like, either way, they don't want to be a youth group anymore. Right. And she's like, hey, I want to, I want to come serve with you because I don't want to serve with little kids, but I want to do something more substantial. And I'm like, Oh, never thought about this. And I was kind of worried about it. Didn't know how it how it's gonna work. And so I was like, sure, come on in. And the first day I watched an entire group of girls just gravitate and listen to every right. word that was coming out of her mouth. And I was like, Oh this is something that yes. we need to pay attention to. And so I went home and had a conversation with Jody, who's my wife and the elementary director. And she's like, huh. So started working with our youth pastor and picking out the A-plus students at first. You know, it's like, who are your top <laughs> yeah. churchy kids? Let's get the churchy kids in there and see what they do. And um, and we just started watching these kids. One, the high schoolers started to flourish because they're now giving back and serving. That's because, right. you know. A, Huge way to grow in your faith is by serving. And then we're watching kids, our preteens, start to engage in ways that they would never engage with a Rob dad figure or, you know, a, a mom figure or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is this is really cool. And started doing some research, started asking people like, hey, are you using high schoolers? And come to find out there wasn't a lot. Yes. We all were kind of stuck in this idea of, no, we have to have adults at this age group um, you know, because we just were kind of still in an elementary age group in in world, and it was like, no, we gotta have adults do this. Or if we had students in there, they were assistants. You know, understood. We weren't letting them lead the groups or whatever. So, um, and it just started to explode and to see this 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 area that has an impact in an age group that I didn't think could ever happen. So it was okay. really cool to watch.
0: This is fantastic. So what yeah. you're saying is is that one girl decided that she was like, hey, I want to participate. I'm tired of being in the youth group. I'm kind of, you know, maturing out of that. But I want to participate, don't want to work with kids. And it really wouldn't be appropriate for her to serve in youth ministry because she's still kind of in youth ministry.
1: Correct. Right. And
0: so she Absolutely. found a space in the preteen thing. And what's so cool yeah. is that before we clicked record, you said to me that you saw these fourth, fifth, and sixth grade girls come alive and relate in a way that they had never related to you, though you had known them for years previous.
1: Right. And so this, yeah, yeah, it was super cool to see that happen. And, you know, one of the things that, um, I value in preteen ministry, and, you know, we talked a little bit about this age group and where they're at is, you know, I push our students to ask questions because yes, I think they're afraid to ask questions. I think they're afraid to ask, like, is Jesus real? Is God real? Because they yes. feel like they're going to get in trouble because you're in church right. and I shouldn't question God. And so doing that to a parent figure or somebody who's friends with their parents, I think part of it is like, hey, I'm afraid wow. this is gonna get mom and dad are going to be mad at me if I question this. But I have this senior come in or this junior come in and they're sitting back going, hey, you're in school. You've got parents and you just went through this, too like, and they just felt open enough to ask some of these deeper questions that they would never ask to me um, in the beginning. So, and it was really cool to watch that happen. You know, I was having these these high schoolers come to me and ask me these questions like, hey, this kid asked me, how do I explain the trilogy? And I started (laughs) laughing. I'm like, well, how would you explain the trilogy? You know, good question. Help me figure it out, you know, and it was super fun to watch happen and realizing that this... These, this age group was furthering the the big C church by these kids you. having a freedom to own their faith and ask questions and engage in a way that I don't know if they would they would have without without this these students, these high schoolers in their world.
0: And I think that what you're saying is actually quite interesting because wow. Um you know, I think that that I have been of the mindset that we needed to have high school kids be helpers as opposed to, right. I mean, we did it with a couple of kids who were absolute superstars, but you know, right. like my daughter, well, matter of fact, my wife and I both were counselors at a Christian camp. Right. And they handed us at quite young ages. Right. Right. 12 kids 24 hours a day for six days or something like this right and my faith absolutely (laughs) exploded and we were given great responsibility and so what you're Mm -hmm. saying is is in the local church context you can actually have high school kids juniors or seniors juniors or seniors be the absolute lead the lead a yes person the lead adult type figure for these kids
1: absolutely i think that's huge um Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I have currently, I am graduating out four seniors Mm -hmm. um, and three of them. One is my daughter. She has led our worship for us and she's going on to worship ministry school. Um, And then I have another young gentleman who's a senior who's actually staying around to join our residency program. Um, And he's actually been with us for four years. He was a freshman when he came in. um, And he came in because he was part, I was a middle school small group leader also. He was one of my middle school students. And his freshman year, he looks at me and he goes, Mr. Rob, I want to come and I want to serve with you in preteen ministry. And I'd never had a freshman before. And I'm like, you know. That's that's pretty close to the age.
0: Pretty close to the age.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I knew him really well. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to team him up with one of my strong adult leaders. Um, And in a few months, I got he's running a group. and He's ran these for four years and he's currently graduating out and his sixth grade boys are graduating out and he wants to go into ministry. So he is teaching from the main platform for me. Next year, he's gonna be taking a lot of that. So for me to be able to do other things and the kids just love him and he's a natural at it. And I've watched so many of our students come through, you know, a lot of them come in and not sure what to expect. They have no clue what to expect. But when they start to have conversations with these kids and open these kids start to open up to them, I try to train them on, like, don't come in thinking every day you're going to have this deep theological conversation. For
0: sure. Sometimes it's just being a goofball and relating to people. Yeah.
1: You know, it's going to be a lot of, you know, fart jokes and like (laughs) trying to hurt, you know, you're trying to hurt cats, you know, and. And, but there's going to be a day, there's going to be a Sunday or there's going to be a midweek day. There's going to be a small yeah. group environment that you're going to come to me in tears because one student ask a question that you as a senior are dealing with. Yes. You know, and it happens pretty much once a month. I get somebody come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I just had this conversation and, and all it- the kids were involved in it because one kid asked this deep question Oh, yeah. By the way, I've been dealing with that same question. Isn't that so
0: amazing? It's so amazing. It's
1: so cool. Yeah. And And
0: I I would say I would say, Rob, that one cool thing with this untapped gold mine, right, of high school volunteers is that is that we're really I mean, okay, I get it that we're 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 plugging them in as a volunteer for preteen and we're serving the preteens. Okay, but I actually think that quite possibly the greater investment is in those teens who are not the preteens. They're the ones who are leading the preteens and evidenced by these kids who are literally their lives are being transformed because they're tasting and they're seeing that serving the Lord is good.
1: Absolutely. That is that to me is the one of the things that I've had to learn how to do as I have brought these high schoolers in um, is because. You know, they're they're looking for something too. Yes, they are. Um, you know, you look at the research, you look at everything, and this generation is looking for a bigger purpose. Yes. Um, and you know, and they're entering into a time of life where they're they've got to make these big decisions and they're unsure of things. Yes. And to give them the fr- to give a high school the freedom to ask questions. You betcha. And then feel like because they've seen other younger kids ask questions, they feel like it's okay for them to question. But to help seek the answer, absolutely, you know, and not just question it and walk away, and um, and it's really cool. Again, like you said, to watch these high schoolers start to take their journey and yes. their faith to that next step, because you know, there's you could do the baby steps and then you do the next step, you know. And we, you know, the numbers don't lie. The don't the numbers don't lie of our youth that are leaving UMT. high school, graduating high school, leaving the church and going to college. It's I don't know what 70 percent. That's correct. Are walking correct. away from the church. Yes. Why is that? You know, is it because they haven't learned to own it? I think a part of it is I think they've never been had the opportunity to question it.
0: Yes. And never and had
1: somebody to walk next to them to help them find the answer.
0: Agreed. So one of the big things that research has shown is that those who have been given in, an opportunity to serve independently, which is what you're doing, which is what we're talking about today. That was a, there's a high positive correlation between those kids Serving in the church, being given autonomy and authority to serve independently, and them staying connected to Christ and to the church as they leave—huge, huge, huge huge thing. Okay, so this next one, we've kind of defined this as really important. This is this untapped resource of high school kids. We've defined that now. Let's develop it and 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 go a little bit deeper. How do you lead these people? Because it's they're 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 a unique type of volunteer yes so talk to us about that a little bit
1: yeah that was my biggest fear bringing in um high schoolers into serve because the reality is i love preteen middle schoolers because yes. they're not too serious and you <laughs> yeah and i've always looked at high schoolers as sometimes they think they're too cool for school so, sure sure and you know being you know coming from being a retired fireman like i love to have fun i love to be silly i don't take life too seriously Um, So I was kind of like, I don't know how to do this. Um, So the first couple that I brought in, I had personal relationships with. So the first girl I brought in, she was part of a family that was in our church community group. So like I knew her for a few years, you know, and the other um, young man that I brought in, same thing. He was from our community group. So I knew him and I had a relationship with them already. So I didn't have to work that hard. Um, yeah. So it was almost, me it and, was
0: almost like a gimme. You had a gimme on the first yeah. one.
1: Perfect. Yeah, exactly. It was absolutely <laughs> it. So, but when I started bringing more in ones that, you know, I helped our, you know, our youth pastor was like, Hey, this person might be good. And this person might be good. I didn't have any relational equity with them. So it's kind of a cold so start, just,
0: kind of a cold yeah. start.
1: And, you know, you know, I'm an adult, you know, I'm a father. I, how do I relate to a senior or junior in high school? Because, you know, And I have my own daughter at the time was a preteen. So it's like, that's my world. I had to walk through the high school. Yeah,
0: you hadn't been there yet.
1: Right. So I had to figure out how to relate with them and how their world worked. And the realization is they became kind of like my small group. As you know, so like, ah, got it. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So I had to start looking at all my leaders as like, you're my small group. You are my small group that I have to invest in, but my adults I invest in differently. And I, I can't just have them all Let's all come over for dinner because it's I can, but that can't be the way. And so I had to start meeting with them and having coffee with them and meeting them in their world, go into their football games and go into their events and, and kind okay. of just starting to invest in them.
0: Let's push pause. I want to pick this back up, but what you're saying is the way that you found to lead high school leaders is that you began to see them as your own small group. And you're like, okay, so if they're my small group kids, what would I do to get to know them and to build relationship with them? Absolutely genius. You gotta earn, as they say, the right to be heard.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, don't get me wrong, I've had some that have come through and haven't worked. You know, I've had some come in and, you know, I just, I don't connect with them. They don't connect with me and they just, eh, this isn't my thing. And that's okay. Like you're not, like any volunteer, that's any volunteer student. You're exactly right. And you know, we have to be okay with that and not take it personal and then realize there's going to be phases of life that you can't invest at a level that they need, you know, because when you're running the whole ministry, you've got more responsibilities than just that too. Well,
0: I mean, in a sense, we, as you know, as we're talking about it, being the small group leader, so to speak, for the high school kids who are small group leaders for the preteens, like at, at any given point, any of us are just a piece to the puzzle. We're never anybody's entire puzzle. Um, yes. But I like this idea of of you investing in them and taking the extra step, right? Going to their events and having them see yep. you and they're like, wow, this guy actually cares about me you're 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 literally being a significant adult in their life
1: yeah yeah I actually have so um, three of my leaders currently are senior boys and they're Mm -hmm. they're all transitioning out Um, and early on at a church where I actually was the sixth grade small group leader for them for these boys and when they got into high school a couple of them wanted to come back and serve in preteen and we kind of let them and it, it worked but I haven't been their small group leader for four years now, Sure, but they call me all the time. We hang out all the time. Yes. Uh, not kidding, weekly I get a knock on my front door or no, not even joking, Josh. Two days ago, I'm sitting in my house and from outside I hear on a bullhorn, Rob Quinn, come outside. Rob Quinn, come out. And here these boys are they got them. They found a bullhorn somewhere, a friend's house, and the, my house was the house they were coming oh, to. Oh well, my not word! Not their small group leader, you're they you're there two Other small group leaders. yes. Who you but are? The guy that leads them.
0: You lead them for the preteen. They're like yeah. you're like in a sense their yeah. volunteer boss, but they were yeah. like of all of the people that they could have chosen to do this fun high school kind of so to speak prank, that is an indication that you've won that you've right. won with them. Yes,
1: yeah. And they show up every week. They show up prepared. They they take coaching. You know, if I gotta like, hey guys, you're hanging out a little bit too much with you. They're senior boys. They're gonna to gravitate towards each other. Of course, I need you to go hang out with the students. Oh, we're sorry. Next thing you know, they're throwing a football, playing Gaga ball, and okay, you know, and, so hey.
0: big, so big, so big. This is such yeah. a huge thing And you're educating them about ministry. But what you're saying, yes. this whole piece, right? How to lead high school leaders. OK, it's yep. again, we say it all of the time throughout the lead volunteers materials, the courses, the coaching, as well as the podcast. Everything comes down to relationship.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the preteen world that we live that I live in most of the time, those kids are just starting to figure out that they want relational world. You know, they're leaving the yes. elementary th- mindset and they're realizing they want to build relationships. So that's easy to do, I think, because. They're still figuring it out your high schoolers they're already there they live yes. in drama they live in um, a world that is they're competing with all the time and to have somebody step in and what's really cool is i'm not their small group leader so it's not like i'm sitting in small group and dissecting sure. whatever they're learning we're just doing life together right but then they bring those things to me hey what about this or what about that and it's really cool to do that, and it's really yes. cool to be that person in their life that doesn't. I guess it's you know it's kind of like the teacher and the parent. Like you're going to go to them with certain things, but there's always going to be those people in your life that are in that world, in that circle that yes. you can go to even better, and it's almost safer. It is, so, and,
0: and the funny um, thing is, what you're saying is you are becoming that significant adult to some high school kids, even though you're not a part of the high school ministry. You, like you're right. their leader and you're the guy who's plugging them in to serve, but you you've done a really good job of cultivating relationship. I think this is huge. So our so so far we've yes. kind of defined it. We've defined it that there's this high school group of kids who can be literally the best possible answer for preteen ministry because they are going to relate in a way that nobody else quite can. Also, I really right. appreciate that you're putting them into the lead role and you're not making them a, a sub servant role or you're not making them just to the helper, oh, Right. And, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's huge. You're allowing kids to stand up in front and teach and grooming them for ministry and you're seeing great results. So now we've talked. The second thing we've kind of developed it a little bit. It's about doing relationship with them. Right. And not just Mm -hmm. plugging them directly in and saying, okay, there you go. Do your thing. But now I want to turn the corner, land the plane and talk about like, let's do this. Right. So if somebody in podcast land is like, Hey man, I love this. What, what Rob is saying is absolutely inspirational to me. How Rob do we do this? How could somebody start with something like this?
1: I think your first Step is to get with your youth director, youth pastor, whoever Agreed. is in charge of your high schoolers, I agree. Um, and start to have conversations with them. Find out what their students are looking for, what they're needing, um, and where where and who are plugged in already, or who they see leadership qualities in. Yes. Um, again, I, I'll be honest. I'm I am selective. You have to, you know, we have you come in and we have you observe for a good month before I even think about talking to you about being a full on small group leader, I team you up with, I team them up with my A plus leaders, you know, so they can see it being modeled in a way that, okay, that's my expectation. My expectation is if you just to show up. Yeah. So my expectation is you come in and lead. Okay.
0: So so what you're saying, Rob, is that you have a defined process that you're, that you're putting people through. It's a try it before you buy it kind of culture. And Absolutely. And you're observing them just as much as they're observing of this is going to be a good fit for me, the high school kid, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's as I said before, you know, I've had some kids come in and try it and, you know, three, four weeks in and we sit down and we go have coffee or we go eat, you know, and have lunch or dinner or something. And how do you think, what do you think about it? And, you know, some of them are like, not my thing. They're just too crazy. They're too squirrely. I'm just not my thing. Okay, great. How do I plug you in somewhere else into the church? You sure. Know, that's. I think the key is, you know, we have to also think of the, the the whole church, is the big C church. If I have a student and it's not going to work and it's not their thing, that's okay. Of and course it is. We need to is. let them know it's okay. But now my next step is to walk them through something. I don't just end there. So I got to walk them into, okay, so what does? If you're looking for something bigger and you're looking for taking that next step in your faith, Part of my job too is to find that for
0: you. Well, here's and the cool thing. So I start, to, you know, Rob, you're going above and beyond the Call of Duty of just being the preteen guy and you're like this isolated, right. myopic, blinders on. It's all about fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. No, it's about right. the kingdom of God, right? And so when a high right. schooler is contemplating serving here, I, I so appreciate that you're saying, hey, if not here, then where? Yeah.
1: And yeah. So, it, and it's funny. So, like, I came to Christ late in life. I was twenty-some years old. When yep. Me too. Jesus found me, and so, and then, I, you know, scared to death to read the Bible. So, I learned really on where my faith grew was I took a trip to Brazil on a missions trip, thinking it was going to go build houses, and we ended up putting on week-long VBS camp oh, my for word. kids. There you go. And I grew so much in serving Jesus that week that I know that serving is the way is, is like a huge way Completely to grow. agree. you know? And so for me, I see a high school student who wants to grow and the reason they came and asked to serve in my ministry is cause they're, they're seeking something. Yes. They're seeking the next step. They're seeking the next chapter in their walk with Jesus. If I just, if they don't work for me and I just push them aside, what am I doing? Right. You know, I'm not practicing what I preach. So for me, Okay, let me connect you with somebody else. Let me take you to our adult ministries. Let's just take a little welcome. Let me take you to the worship team or the tech team. Introduce you to those people. Try those things out. This now is I can hold your hand through the whole thing, of course. but I can at least make the introductions. I can I love at least, that. you know, and, and, and make that happen for them. So,
0: okay, um, so, so far, somebody has shown interest. You've said, hey, come hang out with us for a month. You're not just going it's fantastic, plug them in right now. That's gonna be a yeah. fail. So they, they come in, they watch, they learn, they try it before they buy it. You connect them with a really strong adult leader or a really strong high school kid. Then what, how does this, how does it progress?
1: Yeah. So then once they've, once they bought in, once, once they're like, yep, we're in, we want to do this. We're there to go. Um, I put them on the the schedule and you know, I ask my volunteers, we do, um, I, I, pretty I don't want to say strict, but I pretty much say, hey, it's a weekly thing. Of course like, it is. I don't is. do once a month. I don't do every other week. It's every week. And the reason it's every week is because these kids to be able to open up to you need to build a relationship with you. Absolutely. And so that's that's the first big commitment um in them. Knowing that you have high school life, knowing that there's you're in sports and life and all those things too, I take that all into account. I'm like, hey, if you need Wednesdays off, because we do ministry on Wednesday nights say so if you need a Wednesday night off just let me know of course It's also building their responsibility so um and then it's like here it is here's your small group materials this is what you're going to do and when you show up at 5:30 for leader meeting you're a leader you're not a high school <laughs> right on and I treat them, I, and I treat them like a leader and they respond like that and they they step up to the thing and then it's I let them go like I don't I don't micromanage my groups I yes. also believe in you run your group you like i can't know the 70 kids that i have in my ministry that's why i have small group leaders that's right so i trust you and if i have a leader come up to me and say hey this small group stuff's not working we're going to do this i trust you don't do it love you know, it so you're training, providing you know, we,
0: them you're providing them autonomy and authority to be the leader you're not micromanaging them
1: right yeah and if it's and if and if you need help then i'll help you like if you come to me and say hey this isn't working okay, let me come sit in group and let's try and let's see what's happening. And then I'll guide them and I'll train them on like, Hey, this is how you might want to do this. Or this might how you want to do that. Um, but the okay. beauty is I have such great, strong leaders that they've developed their skills. I have some, I have some leaders that have been serving for me in preteen probably six years now. Wow. They get it. So it's like in the beginning, I have got them teamed up with people that can walk them through stuff that if it gets to me, it's usually because the group is just this really crazy, awesome group that needs a little bit more structure. And Understood. Needs a little bit more. Yeah. Like you know? like it, if it
0: if it finally matriculates up to you, it it's an issue yeah. that you, you they need yeah. your expertise. It's I kind of a Moses. It. Right. It's the Moses model. The big yeah. ones are coming to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's huge.
1: And, then, yeah, and I just I let them go. I let them go do their thing and keep them in like, here's the stuff. And here's a, what we're teaching on. And I need you to keep in that. And, but, you're,
0: but your, but uh, your expectation, your expectation is for them to be at a leader meeting at five 30 every single absolutely. week. Like I have, th- absolutely. these are the rules of the road and we're expecting you to participate yeah. with us as a leader. Once you show up, you are a peer. You're not yep. a little person. You're not a high school kid. You're, right. you're a peer with us. absolutely And, and that is and huge. They,
1: Yeah. And they're told that. And they're, you know, when they show up and there's adults in the meeting and there's these high schoolers in the meeting. And if I ask a question and I want a response, like I'll call an adult, I'll call on a leader and I'll expect or a high schooler and I'll expect, hey, tell me what this is going. How's your small group going? Yes. You know, how did you think of this is going? Or in the same aspect, it empowers them to engage in things that I think a normal high schooler might not engage in. Guaranteed. A student comes... You know, I've had some of my high schoolers come to me and say, hey, I had to have a hard conversation with a student because their parents are getting divorced. Yes. Or they're having problem. They're, they're dealing with this gender issue. Like yes. Like, they're not sure where they land. And, you know, for a high schooler to engage in that without coming to me first, to me, is a win. Huge because, win. Because Huge win. they're feeling empowered enough to start those conversations, you know. And, and to they facilitate, to and say, hey, yeah. And to facilitate right. a conversation and then it's that's like, okay, complex. What did you tell them? How did you walk them through that? Great. Let me help you. Let me give you this resource. Let me give you this book to read. I give you this. When you need me to step in, let me know. Or it's like, Hey, I think it's time for me to step in. How about? We'll, but I bring them along with me. I don't just take it. Come with me. And
0: watch so, this good. So, so good. So um, good. And so really, and it's
1: great to watch happen.
0: You're to every youth pastor who's listening. You're a gold mine of a leader. Because you're doing, yeah. you're, I mean, you're doing that which every youth pastor would long and hope for is to have, you know, somebody who's, I mean, you're doing, in a sense, their job. I mean, in a sense, because what you, what you're yeah. doing is is the youth pastor, right. so to speak, is hoping for to equip these kids for a lifelong commitment to Christ and a lifelong commitment okay. to ministry. That's what you're doing. So I'm just su- yeah. super, super, super encouraged. Well, gang, yeah. this has been fun. Rob, thank you. Absolutely. So very much. Absolutely. This has been a fantastic, fantastic interview. It comes down to relationship. Absolutely. It comes down to walking them into something in a healthy way, providing structure and boundaries, but also empowering them to do the work of the ministry.
1: Right,
0: Rob. Absolutely. Thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you if they would need? Do you have any uh, a, a site or uh, you know social media or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could just look me up on social media at Rob Quinn um, or look up Hopevale Church in Saginaw, Michigan. You can get a hold of me there. Uh, Also, 456.org. I'm part of the council. So if you look up 456, spell it out, 456.org, I'm on there. So if you need anything, reach out. That's awesome. Happy to. I love chatting with people. I love helping people. I love guiding people through these processes. So. Well,
0: you are a wealth of a resource. And the funny thing is, is we just determined when you said Saginaw, Michigan, I was like, Hey man, I'm actually coming there to do yep. the amazing chemistry show in what yes. I think August, isn't it?
1: Yes. Um, August 14th of 2022, 2022. Super excited. Yes. yes. 2022. yes. Year, well. But- He'll come next year. Yeah, that's right.
0: Rob, I can't wait to meet you face to face. Thanks so much for being on this interview. This has been fantastic. Well, gang, this has been one more episode of the Lead Volunteers Podcast. Super grateful that you guys joined us. Hey, what a great conversation today with Rob Quinn. We'll catch you guys on the next one.